The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, if you are a regular subscriber to The Shaleen Show and the show automatically downloaded for you this morning, um, you may have already heard the first half of this podcast. And actually, you may have already heard the whole podcast. But now this is an edited version because I had an experience this morning that compelled me to do something we've never done before. And I'm taking down the previous podcast, the second half of it, because it was just a waste of your time. Let me just say that a waste of your time. And I realize life is too short. And there's a message I had to share with you. So if you've already listened to the first episode or the first edition that came out, you can fast forward for through the first like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And um, thank you for listening to this revised version because your time is valuable and I appreciate you being here and I appreciate you subscribing. I appreciate that you've got automatic downloads set up because, because you do, you get to hear that you got to hear the thing that no one else gets to hear now because we deleted it. All right. Thanks for being here. I want to take just a moment to remind you how important it is to think on paper. I talk about it all the time. It's so important, especially if you're someone who's easily distracted, you need a notebook with you at all times. This is where you jot down your best ideas. When you think on paper, all of that creativity flows and it, it sends that message out to the universe. It's crazy the things that you can manifest when you put your ideas, your thoughts, your dreams, your intentions on paper. Whether you're looking for a very simple to use, effective day planner or a blank notebook to capture all of your brilliant ideas and brainstorms, the place to go is pushjournal.com. We've got blank notebooks as well as incredibly easy to use day planners. Like this is the day planner I created as someone who has ADHD who needed something super simple. Check them all out by going to pushjournal.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are going for a ride. I'm actually walking down the stairs right now. Brett Johnson and I are going to go out to dinner it is Thursday night. We're going out to dinner with our son and daughter-in-law. And we had a few things we wanted to talk to you about on the way there. I hope you don't feel like you're in trouble because you're not. But please put your seatbelt on. All right. So where do we begin? Well, first of all, I'd like to start with the most exciting news for my husband. And that is he got a shot in his spine in his s1 lower lumbar he got a cortisol is it cortisol honey cortisone Cortisone. what is cortisol anyways cortisone shot in his s1 yeah no i said cortisone Cortisone. but what is cortisol isn't cortisol what's in that regulates your, your oh yeah your stress hormone? <laughs> you should brain that. Dead. You wrote a book about it. I know. I'm I'm a little bit brain dead. Yes. We'll talk about why we'll, in just a second. We'll give you a next. We'll give you a pass. Thank you. So yeah, this is something he what when this first happened? How many months ago? Seventeen. Seventeen months ago, when he got his neuropathy, 
he said to the first doctor he went to, he's like, I just feel like I need a shot. Like, I feel like there's inflammation in my spine. And I feel like that was like your assumption back then. Yep. And Sean Stevenson. Model Health Show. Model Health Show. Called me about two months after I had this to talk to me about it. Because he knew I'd be like, you know, distraught and bummed. And he wanted to pump me up. He goes, Brett. He goes, you know what this is. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, Brett, you know your body so well. You know exactly what this is. So don't let other people like try to, you know, tell you some woo-woo thing that it is. You know exactly what happened and you trust your body. And I did. I mean, I literally thought like, I was like, this is so strange the way it happened so fast. I just know that like, just give me a shot and let's just see what happens. It's like when you guys were reaching out initially and saying, oh, it's this, it's that, it's this. He would read some of the things people were suggesting and he would say, no, like, I know it's not that. And I think like for you, meaning you who's listening, I think, you know, your body so well. And I think there's like a natural intuition that we sometimes dismiss because we're like, well, I'm not a doctor. So I guess I better listen to this person. But 99% of the time, I think we have a sneaking suspicion and I think our intuition is usually on, you know, it's like my friend Jen, like with her breast cancer, like there's just, and with Darren's brain cancer, even like, I just think our intuition is so strong. And like, I don't know if you've ever heard their story, but had she not like fought the doctors on her intuition for them to operate on his brain multiple times or one time in particular, things could be totally different, you know? And I think for many of us, it's just really important to go like, you know, I have a sense of what this is and to not be afraid or shy to talk to doctors about those things, even though they've got more degrees. Like, yeah. And you know, a couple of people have said, why didn't you get a shot? So, you know, these are my friends and stuff like that. And you know, and Same like, what? like, why didn't you get a shot earlier? Why wouldn't you get a shot? Because I went to specialists. I went to two major back specialists that took multiple MRIs of my mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. and all of them said that this has nothing to do with your back. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with your back. There's nothing structural. There's no bulging disc. So you there's questioned no... yourself. So no, I was like, okay, my back's solid, but I still know that this is something to do. I've always said that it has something to do with like my S S one mm-hmm. because it's affects my hamstrings and the back of my knees and extremely on my ankles. Like Mm -hmm. my ankles always feel like they're in a cast. Mm -hmm. So, and then when we finally got this revelation, first doctor that ever like did it, he did a nerve conduction test on my nerves and he was like, okay, I think I know what you have. You have S1, S2 inflammation. And my first question on my mouth, I was like, is would you miss that on an MRI? Could it, could a back specialist miss that? He goes, for sure. Cause mm-hmm. a back specialist is looking for disc, looking for those, those type of things, herniated disc, you know, what do they call it? Degenerative yeah. disc, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And they're not looking that deep into where this is. And I found out today from my neurologist that this is the only thing that could fix it. Like there's no amount of acupuncture. There's no, you can't get that deep, no oh. massage, no ice, no, nothing. Yeah. Would, would get that. So we will see. He got the shot a couple hours ago and that should immediately 
one to three days is well, typical. It should immediately take effect or start to affect, I should say, yeah. the inflammation. I had a cortisone shot in my plantar fasciitis one time, and I went from like being on crutches. I got a shot in the arch of my foot, and within 10 minutes, I could do like box jumps. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on where you get the... I, I did read that because I was like doing like Google searches on your plantar fasciitis. I did a Google search on like elbows and some spots because there's just not that much stuff going on there. Yeah. There's just not that much stuff. It can happen immediately. Oh, that would... But in a back... One to three days. So we'll see. So yeah. we will report back to but you. here's the deal. And I'm going to end it with this. Okay. That I'm excited. You probably can tell that in my voice. Yes. Because... All this does, it's it's a procedure, yeah. and if it works, great. If it doesn't work, great, because now I know. Like, I can check yeah. that off the yeah. box. Yeah, just ruling like, things out. I, I just out. like to check things off the box. Ruling things out, yes. So, that's exciting. I did a workshop with Brock tonight. That's why I was, I'm, like, a little bit brain dead, because we, we did a, a workshop helping people, like, know exactly what goes into getting your own brand deal. I also got so much great feedback from you guys in particular about Monday's episode about the manifestation by the way I finished my five days of 55 times writing it out oh you did I haven't done mine for today say the fifth day yeah today's the fifth day I don't have to do it ever which would be pretty interesting unless it works if it actually works yeah exactly (laughs) but here's the thing that's like kind of interesting is like so far I mean we only listed our house like a couple days ago but since then the number one prospect it sounds like is somebody who came from my social media. Yeah. Saw the house and has yeah. actually six months early, they weren't like going to look for a property out here for six more months. But you know, sh- sometimes shit happens. You just gotta, you know, you gotta manifest, you it. gotta go for it because especially if it's something that you want Yeah. and if it comes early, then that's just God telling you, okay, it's time now. Yeah. So just to reiterate, because I had a lot of people asking questions about it who even listened to the podcast, but we aren't planning on moving anywhere for a while. Our thing is, even if the house doesn't sell, I mean, we're out, like we're out of here for a little while. So we're leaving in a few days. Wait. We're leaving in a week. Okay. We're leaving in a week for New York and we're going to be in New York for a whole month. I'm super excited about that. We might be there longer than that. We don't know. We we have this freedom and this like super cool opportunity to go wherever we want. And that's exciting. But it's like really freaking people out. I mean, really freaking people out. That what? That were like what, what people? I don't know. Like everyone's like, oh my God, what are you going to do with your stuff? I'm like, our, our, we haven't sold our house. We don't do anything with our stuff. Yeah. The house will self-furnished. <laughs> Right now, our house is the most expensive storage in California. I mean, we <laughs> should have Airbnb'd it. So, like, we, if we someone, still, yeah, we might do that. So, if somebody's listening to this and they want to come live at the beach, what would we charge per week? You think about that. I'll keep talking. Okay, but see, here's the problem with that. Yeah, we have to do like a hybrid because we we still have to be able to show the house. Like yeah. we can't tell the realtor, oh, we decided to Airbnb it. What we could do is like, I think if we get through the holidays, uh-huh. right? Cause a lot of people aren't looking for our house during the holidays. Like it's not the type of house to go spend the holidays. Why not? You don't understand. Like someone who lives in the snow to spend Christmas at the beach. A lot of people would dig that. Okay. Maybe, but I just, 
don't want to do that to our realtor like one like three weeks after we've listed it and too bad so sad no if somebody i mean the right person i don't want any riffraff put it this way put this way if somebody said we would give you x amount now the price to be an airbnb at our place is going to be more expensive because we are on the market like for us to take it off the market, it's going to be a premium price because we did that at the other place too. Oh, you think we'd have to take it off the market, or you give people a reduced rate and, and, the, and, and they, they show, show it. it? Yeah, that, that's a possibility. Yeah, too. that's what it's I would not say. Not a real. No, I say reduced rate and let because showing it is not going to be very often because right, we're not experts at this. I'll, I'll no, but it. I'm saying like someone who's in the market for an eight million dollar home, you're just not going to get many showings. No. No, we got, one, we got one Saturday, and I'm sure they'll they'll try to pick. Our realtor's really good. He's gonna try to stack things like they did last week. Makes it convenient for us. Yeah. So if you guys want to come and live in my house, you just better keep yourself out of my closet. We might even be doing Friday's podcast, driving from JFK to our Next Airbnb. Week? Airbnb. Yeah. Dude, this is a trip. Yeah. This is a trip. You know what's so great is I'm not nervous. This last time I was like, oh my God, I have to pack everything. What do you take? Now I know. It's so chill. It's so easy. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Plus, it's not a, a tropical place, so you know you're not bringing bathing suits and, and cover ups and yeah. you know that type of stuff. So that eliminates like 30% of your wardrobe. Yeah. So you don't even have to look there. You're just going for like warm and some boot. And you don't even have to do that much because you're going to buy a bunch of stuff when you get there. I'm glad you said that because you're right. That's a fact, Jack. But yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty excited about all of it. And I also feel like we've done it before. So That's now I'm excited. Yeah. And the place that we're staying. And our house right now at the beach, like y'all would be so proud of me. Like I know I teach organization and editing and getting rid of things. But as you know, I'm also... My natural propensity is to be a hoarder. <laughs> you, you, you lean hoarder. <laughs> I lean hoarder, yes, even though I want to be a minimalist. But I'm so proud of myself. I'm like literally looking at things going, do I need this? Do I need this? No, I don't need this. Let's go. Let's go. Like I put so much stuff up on Poshmark this week. By the way, super grateful to you guys. You know that we donate all of our funds to Cure Alzheimer's Fund, which is yeah, like $4,000 just recently yeah. that you guys... I mean, when I'm reselling my clothes or, or shoes or whatever, for me, that's just like, that's money that can go directly to this organization. And we did our research. This is like the best organization. They have the highest rating. They do research to end Alzheimer's. So I just want to say thank you because I've listed a ton of stuff up there recently. And yeah, it's just it's like every time there's a sale, I'm like, yes, like you're contributing and that's amazing. I'll put the link in the show notes too, but I'm proud of myself because I'm just like, I'm like getting better at like taking things out of my closet and going, do I need this? Okay. When am I going to wear this? Yes, this is cute. Yes, this is nice. But when am I going to wear this again? Because if I'm going to fill in the blank, is this what I'm going to grab? And has this been hanging here for six months? Has this been hanging here for, you know, two years, some things? Okay, it's got to go. And yeah, I'm getting better about that. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say that I also think there's another reason why we're both so, and it's, we haven't talked about it and it's like more of an underlying issue yeah. that it's not an issue. It's a, it's a positive, but leaving 
is not as much anxiety as it was like last year when we went to Florida for a week and then we went to New York for a month and we like packed like three bags and we were like stressed out. We didn't know what we were going to do. Why is that? Because things office wise, staff wise was not like ideal. And right now, Team Johnson is the most perfect it's ever been in the history of our business. And it's been We've just like stuck to our guns and like figured out how to hire people and hired really slowly and worked out people oh, that don't belong anymore. God, so good. And like literally, it's just if you own a business, it's like it's exactly what they say. Hire slow, fire fast. Like yeah. literally, like get people, you, you know, and it's just been such a blessing. And we hire more consultants that we want to work with. They have their other businesses that they do. Yeah. And it makes it easier for us to go do what we do yeah. because we can do what we do anywhere. Yeah. And we want to teach other people how to do that. Yeah. Y'all, I don't just say this because like, ah, I really do want you to manifest the life that you want. And it is not, it shouldn't feel so out of touch. It's not. It's steps. And it's reverse engineering it. It's like breaking it down to the smallest steps. You can do this at any age. I mean, tonight, Brock and I were talking about people who have done this. Like, Joan. Train with Joan. Here she is, 75 years old and, you know, bringing in high six figures and just getting on social media in like the last three years. Like, 75. She's like, high six figures? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm going to flip around. That's oh, there's it. Brock and Taylor. Do they just steal our spot? Yeah. So we're going to go to dinner with them and then we'll get back in the car. And I need to tell you about my nails. Okay? It's a thing. It's a maintenance thing. You don't even know how hard it is to be a girl. You are so lucky to be a guy. Like, what do you have to do? You have to trim your eyebrows. You have to trim your nose hairs. Who cares? It's so easy for you. I'm not going to disagree. And it's also hard, too, because I like certain things. Yeah, you you like a high-maintenance girl. I like you being high-maintenance. Yeah, it's a lot I, of work I, over here. I, when those nails are, like, chipped and, like... like I know, I had not, a broken middle nail yesterday. You had two. You had two. And had he was like, nails. can you hide that from me? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. All right, we're going to go have dinner at a little place if you are in San Clemente, if you're staying at our beach house, there's a little place in San Clemente. It's almost like a speakeasy. It's called Jane's. Oh my God. So good. Not a place like they don't, they have little tables, but amazing food. It's kind of dark and, and mysterious and great mixed cocktails and the best, I don't know if they call them French fries or whatever, but the best French fries you've ever had in your life. And right next door is another little like restaurant that they also own same chef owns it i can't think of the name of it but but they're both great i'll tell you the name after we get back all right i'm gonna go have dinner be back in a minute this episode of the chalene show is sponsored by our good friends at organifi i'm recording this in the evening and one of the things i love to do in the evenings is to wind down with a hot cup of organifi gold chocolate It literally tastes like a hot chocolate, you guys. I'm telling you. It's a soothing blend of medicinal mushrooms. Now, hold on. It doesn't taste anything like mushrooms. I'm telling you, it tastes like 
hot chocolate. And that's because they use organic cocoa, a holistic alternative to hot chocolate, and it literally calms your nervous system. It also improves your immune system. And for me, I find that I get into a deeper state of rest. So if you want to try one of the many Organifi products, I recommend that you check them out. Go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen, and you're going to get 20% off. As you know, I love a ton of their products. Any place where your diet might be deficient, like you're just not getting enough of that ingredient, or you want to bolster your immune system, which is so important, especially when we're talking about hormone health, weight loss, your mental focus, all of those things, you've got to take care of your immune system. And again, you get to try them for 20% off by going to Organifi.com forward slash lean. I'm going to spell it. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash lean for 20% off. Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. What's the place right next door to Jane's? Cellar. Cellar the or cell- cellars? Cellars. The cellar. The cellar? Cellars. Let's just call it that. <laughs> you go to Del Mar Street and go to cellars. Guys, right trying to, to get Jane's. so aggro. I don't know. Like the I know, but you looked at me like you were so angry. <laughs> I did not. Just kind whoa, of. You overreact. Okay. Really good food. Yeah. We had a great conversations with Brock and Taylor. Don't you think? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, we have different conversations with different kids, and that's what it's supposed to be. You have, your, your kids are different, and it's and you don't try to, like, mold them, and you just let them kind of, like, ask the questions that they want to ask mm-hmm. and lead the conversation the way they want to lead it, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't try to control them. Don't try to control them. That's the best way to do it. Can I talk about my nails for a moment? <laughs> yeah. You showed me the one that was, like, all messed up. It does look like... A confetti. Well, hang on. So I I showed you the picture that I went in yes. for. So listen, if you're not the kind of person who goes to the nail salon and asks for designs, you're not going to understand this conversation at all, but I hope that you still find it interesting. Yeah, so I woke up on Friday morning and I listened to that whole conversation about my stupid nail salon experience. And it was just like, this is the dumbest thing Shaleen, don't disrespect people's time this way. And I know sometimes I tell stories that are about random things and it's entertaining, but I re-listen to that. And I'm like, who even cares? That is such a dumb story. And you went off about it on your Instagram stories. People don't care. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's just who cares? But here's a little further explanation. Last night after we went to dinner with Brock and Taylor, we got back in the car and um, okay, I'm going to admit <laughs> uh, it was the dumbest conversation ever just to recap in case you didn't listen there was an earlier edition of this episode wherein after we went to dinner with Brock and Taylor we got back in the car Brock and Brett and I and I had an obsessive conversation about my stupid nails and how I don't like the way that they turned out the nail design who cares boring stupid I just re-listened to it I'm like oh my god that is the dumbest story nobody cares Shalene Johnson nobody cares And then I went for a walk this morning with a girlfriend and I'm like, yeah, who cares about a stupid nail design? My girlfriend, Mia, her son, her son, Noah was murdered. Um, I think it's been three years now. No, it's been four years. Just, just came up on the four year anniversary. It happened on Halloween night. I've told the story before, not in great detail, but 
His murderer was just convicted, which is great. He's going to spend 30 years in jail, hopefully. And so we just went for a walk. And when I say that I'm really attracted to people who are resilient, that's one of the reasons why I'm so um, enamored with her, her resilience. First of all, how, how do you, how do you go on after your first son is murdered? He was just a fluke thing. He was at a Halloween party and some thug showed up and nobody knew who he was. And he was like, I don't know the whole story in detail, but generally speaking, it was just this guy that showed up or a couple of guys that showed up and was giving everybody a hard time. And Noah tried to get the guy to leave or they asked him to leave. And then when he went to leave the party, the guy was waiting in the parking lot and attacked him with a knife, killed him. How do you live through that? Like, how do you as a parent survive that? How do you go on like truly living? And that's what we talked about this morning. And she had told me that her just a couple of days ago on again, Halloween, one of her friends called her to tell her that her son had drowned in a crazy fluke accident and how she was trying her best to counsel her, but also saying like, you know, at this stage, she's just going to be completely numb. She's not going to even remember any of these conversations. Like it's, she's, Mia was telling me, I don't, I don't remember really anything that happened the first year. It's just all of it was a blur and the grief is still there and it's raw. She lost her son and then she lost a, a sister and then she lost her mother and I, I believe one other family member too a brother all in this very short window of time and she lost her business yeah she she had been in network marketing and had was doing like amazingly well and just i think it was just like months after her son's death the company that she was with decided to go direct to consumer and disable or dismantle i should say the whole distributor model so you know they went from making amazing six-figure income to nothing. And can you just imagine how little energy you would have for starting over in the depths of your grief? But her faith is so incredible and so strong. And she's just just a really spiritual, powerful person that I just take such inspiration from her and just spending the morning with her today, right? And she's just talking about the skill that she has learned. And it, and I was telling her, I'm like, this is a skill that nobody wants. Nobody wants to develop the skill of getting through grief, but it's a skill people need. And you know, you, you can learn skills. Sometimes you can learn, you can learn about a skill. You can learn how to navigate things without having to reach a rock bottom or sometimes even to have to experience things like a lot of what I teach whatever it's about, whether it's diet or nutrition or parenting or relationships or, or marketing, I'm teaching the things that I've learned so that it's easier for other people. And, and I think sometimes when you've gone through like these insanely difficult things like, like grief and, and loss and hardship and, you know, literally hitting a financial rock bottom at the exact moment that you've reached an emotional rock bottom, there's, she's got something to teach. And she was saying like, you know, I just want everyone, everyone needs to know you have to go on living 
because you don't know, not to sound cliche, but you just, you don't, tomorrow is not promised. No matter how old you are, no matter how healthy you are, no matter how happy you are, like tomorrow is not promised. Fluke accidents happen and you have to go on living. And when you're, when things are really, really dark, they do come back up. And, you know, you, you can be at this very low valley, but if you just keep living and walking forward and you put your, your faith in God, or if your faith isn't in God, like put your faith in something other than you. Otherwise, like, how do you go on? I don't know. I really don't know. I really, and I'm not just saying that, like I'm not saying it in a judgmental way. I'm saying it in an inquisitive way. I don't understand how people can go through incredibly difficult things and have nothing that they look to that gives them hope or comfort or meaning. And I'm experiencing that. I mean, I I have family and friends who've experienced that type of like really deep loss and because they don't have faith, they do question, why am I here? Why, why would I stay? Why would I go on living? And anyway, so Mia was telling me the story. Um, I, I, I'm sure that she's, I'm, I'm positive. I'm 1000% positive that she's going to be okay with me sharing this with you because she believes that part of all of the way to make sense of all of this, like the fact that she's developed, gotten really good at the skill of surviving grief the only way to make sense of that is to understand God's purpose for her life. And she was telling me that about two years ago, so two years after Noah's death, that she, you know, you can call it a dream or you can call it that she was, she believed she was visited by him in a dream. And a lot of people talk about that after the loss of a loved one. And she said she was, you know, deep in sleep. And and then suddenly she, she felt like she was like at the, you know, in heaven, she could see this large figure that was glowing. And she said, I I, I couldn't see Noah's face, but I knew it was him. And I was walking towards him and and I knew I was in heaven. I was walking towards him. And he said to me, Oh, you're here, but I died. Why didn't you keep on living? Why didn't you keep on living? And she said, she like sat up in bed and her heart was racing a million miles per minute. And she was just like immediately overcome with emotion and crying and just realize like whether that was him or her subconscious, it, it was a message that she, she knew it was true. Like she knew she had stopped living life. She was just existing, but she wasn't living. She wasn't doing the things that would, that you're supposed to do. Like when you have the gift of life. And she said that day, I just put my feet on the ground and promised him that I would live for him. I wouldn't just survive. I wouldn't just exist. I would make myself live. I, and that's such a powerful place to be. And, and I think so many of us, I think so many people like just me talking about manifesting and, and, and the fact that we're, we don't know what tomorrow may bring. We, and we're just going to New York for a month and we don't know where we're going to go after that. We don't know if our house is going to be sold. We don't, all these things. And that's just like our own personal example. But I think it triggered for so many people. I can tell from the messages I got from you that a lot of us, a lot of people question others when they live without fear and they just are free spirit. And and I'm not talking about you necessarily like picking up and selling your house and traveling the world. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about 
what it means to live and why so many people allow fear, the fear of making the mistake, a fear of missing out, the fear of um, doing it wrong, the fear of, I don't know what it, it's, a, but it's definitely fear that prevents people from truly living their life. More often than not, I think it's true that people are afraid they're going to make the wrong choice. You know, what if, what if this doesn't work out? What if this doesn't work the way I want it to? And then we start to become anxious and tense and we're scared of what might come next. And we're scared of, I, I guess we wonder if how we will handle it if things don't go our, our way. Things might not go our way. And things might turn out just as awful as you feared, but you'll, you're still going to be alive. And I think that's life. Like life is about making the wrong choices and fixing them. What's fun about just doing the same thing with the same, like, and working at the same place and, and, and doing things the same way every single day if it doesn't make you feel alive. Now, if it does and you like that familiarity, because someone commented that on one of my posts, they were like, I think it was on TikTok, actually. Someone made the comment, um, you know, it doesn't mean that you're afraid just because you want, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm totally paraphrasing, I don't know exactly how she wrote it, but some, something to the effect of, it doesn't mean that you're afraid or that you're not living your most amazing life if you want the same thing and you want comfort and you want familiarity. And I guess so. I mean, I, I guess so. So maybe who I'm speaking to is the person who is afraid to experience something other than familiarity. The person who you're experiencing, like you're saying that's the life that you want to live because you're afraid of change. You're afraid that someone might hurt you. You're afraid of making the wrong choice. You're afraid that your choice might force you to grow. I mean, at the, at the most that's the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to, you're just going to grow. And I also listened to another podcast from my girlfriend, um, Jen, who her son, I mean, uh, Jen Dovo, you guys have heard me talk about her many times on the show before. And they have a podcast called not today cancer. And it's with her and her husband. She was diagnosed with breast cancer. He has brain cancer and was given, I don't know, I think 18 months to live. I think that was eight years ago or more. And I, I listen to their podcast a lot. I don't have cancer, but like when I listen to their podcast, it reminds me to live because they are so full of life and, and they just, everything about what has happened to them is, has taught them to grow and to appreciate life and to like, just do the thing. And they're so, I mean, Darren is like one of my favorite people to listen to on the planet because I don't know if it was one of his brain surgeries, if they just removed that part of his brain where worry lives, but that guy does not worry, does not stress, does not think even for two seconds about what other people think about him or what's, he just lives. And I think so many people are afraid to live. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I want to challenge you to think about that. And, you know, for me, I was like, I was meant to spend this time with Mia this morning. The fact that I was like, like who cares about stupid nails and not that I really care about that. Like not that it was a big issue, but I made it a big issue by like spending 15 minutes talking about it on my podcast, which is so stupid. And I, and part of it was just trying to be funny, but also I would rather, if you're going to spend 15 minutes with me or 20 minutes or whatever, your, your life is so valuable. I want you to think of things that you 
are a little bit afraid to do because it might not go the way you want, but man, it sounds kind of cool and crazy. And I want you to just go for it, whether that's taking dance lessons or or getting out of a toxic relationship or putting your house up for sale or just traveling or going to a, re- a different restaurant or changing your hairstyle, changing the way that you dress, just doing something different, create something that you're afraid to do right now because familiarity is comfortable. And I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to live life because that's what I'm going to do. And I know that the gift of spending that time with Mia this morning, I want her message to touch you. So this is a gift from Mia through me to you. I love you. I mean it. And we'll talk soon.